Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast. Do you want to know what episode it is? I know you do. You're hungry for numbers. Hungry. You're, you're a big digital beast. It's uh, episode 249 for your information. Oh, so I'm going to gobble them up. If you're tuned to your I Spy book of which Regular Features episode you listen to, yep. just tick off 249 now. Yes. There you go. And what does that mean, though? It means... Very soon... Everyone on the podcast... Is going to... To die. From an overbloated 250... Rammed right up. Too many podcasts. Too many episodes. We've been doing this forever. And that's fine. One of the people who comes in my pub went back to his home town of Pembrokeshire. That's a county log. Oh, yes, yeah. I know. But Pembrokeshire famously have, have pasted the regular features logo over every building and child. Well, he, he, his mate played him a podcast, said, listen to this, and he slowly had to come to terms with the fact that he was listening to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even know I did a podcast. That's I like, great. I, I, I'm all right. All right, Winty, how you doing? Winty! Shout out to Winty. Right, Pembrokeshire, f- is it Winty Pembrokeshire? Oh, fuck, fuck. I've f- meant to remember the name of the guy who played him a podcast. Oh, Winty and Co. No, I'm basically, thank you very much. Lovely. You're a lovely bloke, whoever you are. But it's just me and Log this week on our beloved podcast that we've been doing for actually forever. Um, Steve is not here, although did he did have some amazing japes at, at a party that we did last weekend. No, Steve was on fucking amazing form. That time Steve was He's an amazing drunk, isn't he? He's just a fan, fantastic drunk. He's the drunk you want everywhere. Runs along a small area of grass with his hands above his head. Like yeah. he's like he's never been happier before. He was taking photos uh, as well. Like at one point he was playing with my camera. Yeah. He was battered, but he was still taking photos and I was looking at them and they were like in focus. And they were in focus in like low light wide aperture inside and that's fucking hard like, and he was doing it manually through the lens it was like that this is difficult but he can still do it and I was like oh, this was is he amazing. making it all up was he did you only ever see him drink in profile and he was just tipping it behind him no because what happened was basically he was just manually taking photographs of me and Reese and Laurie and I was like these are fucking good and then my dad I was like oh let's get a photo of, of the Lees family together and I was like oh who can use my camera and I was like Steve this was literally a minute later like a minute had passed tops and my brother went off to get steve and he was like oh he's just at the bar he'll be here in a minute and then steve comes to take the camera and immediately starts wobbling to one side as soon as i hand the camera my dad's like are you sure this this guy is gonna take the photo and i was like no 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 it's fine like he's really pissed but he was just he could pull it he just took loads of photos and they were awesome like he can do this he's like junk but he can do it and he was like yep yep took four photos and he said look at these oh they're great they're great and i looked at them and it's like it was in, it would have been impossible for us to be more out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then basically I said... Something to, happened in those 60 seconds. I said to Steve, Steve, like, these can't... They, they're, they're, not, they're not good. And he was like, why? Why are they not good? I th- I th- they're good photos. Look, they're good photos. And it was this thing, he was genuinely a little bit upset that I was like, these are not good photos. But I was like, I don't see how they could be worse. Like, it was like this difficult thing. You pointed thing. it in the right direction. Come on. I mean, I, yeah, yeah they, they were just amazing. It was like the background was perfectly focused. We were just pink blurred. But he was looking at it. And the fact that I, we were both looking at this image and the fact that I was saying to him, Steve, I'm sorry, this is not a good photo. He, he clearly was a bit hurt by it. So it's the combination of like oh, not really being able to see clearly enough to know it wasn't good. God, there's just nothing wrong with it. I just love Every state of life he's in, he's always a charming piece of shit. I absolutely love him. It was oh. yeah. And Gav is in uh, Gav is in Kenya. Can you be more precise? Can you? Why be did I use that voice bit to say that? Less specific. Yeah, 
Kenya. I wonder what happens in Kenya. The thing is, we have is that absolutely... where Ken comes from? Yes. The thing is, we have absolutely no idea. Is that where my granddad, Kenneth, was from? Yes. Mm. Um, yes. He's dead now. It's also Thanks, where Kenya. Kenwood is from. The chef. Yep. And uh, Ken Hom. Ken from Street Fighter. <laughs> Ken from Coronation Street. Ken Barlow. That's a house in Ken- Kenya that's only on one level. <laughs> Hello. Thing is, Gav is in Kenya, which is shocking to me because Kenya is a place that usually people go to. When they're not really racist. Yes. <laughs> or to be philanthropists, which is the opposite. He did. Send a photo to the WhatsApp group, which looked like he was in the middle of a massive charity thing. I told him not to go all Live Aid on us, but he's there surrounded by all these kids. Kids who seem not to be disturbed by him. Yeah, I know, right? And they didn't look like starving children, but they didn't look like children who would say no to a meal either. Well, I don't think Gav would go anywhere without a tub of Marks and Spencer's cocktail sausages. He was probably throwing them out of his SUV window. He famously (laughs) leaves a trail of them everywhere he walks. He doesn't go anywhere without them, and I cannot see how Kenya would be any different. Anyone who's been to the podcast live shows will know this, of course. If you've ever found yourself walking down the steps at the Canal Cafe Theatre and think, what's that under my heels? You look down and you just realise you're... The the bottom of the treads on your on your your fantastic mountain walking shoes are just filled full of sausage. Full of sausage. I like that you've got a very high opinion of our readers' mountain walking shoes. They are lovely. I I really have been been insane. Like, I mean, unfortunately, it's just not appropriate for walking down sausage stairs because they do the treads do get full of meat. And once they're in there, yeah, yeah, you've got a slippy heel all night. Yeah, people are always saying, "Can I borrow a biro?" Why I've got sausage meat in my shoes, but it's Gav. It's Gav's fault. And, I don't and you, wanna... can't, you can't be angry at him for long, no matter how sausagey your heels get. But crucially, there's no way for us to know why Gav is in Kenya, because even though he's been in Kenya for a week, none of us have asked him. And so I guess all we can do in lieu of that is then play you a audio clip of Gav in Kenya, which we haven't listened to because we just can't be asked. Yeah, it's like, well... You can listen right, to it. we get it. You've been abroad. Whatever. We're in Kenya. Jesus, he's always abroad. Gav in Kenya, go. I'm in Kenya, I'm in Kenya, baby. Ooh, yeah, Kenya. I'm in Kenya, Gav's in Kenya, baby. Seeing things like lions and people and things. This is Gav. I'm in a tent in Kenya, um, listening to what I think was maybe a lion or an antelope um, going past our camp. Camp is uh, what you basically call where you live in Kenya. It's one of the things I've learned. Um, thought I'd just give you guys a little update on things that I've seen in Kenya. See if you see if you can get on board with some of those. So I've got two big things that I really liked. Um, uh, and uh, so basically they wake you up at about half past five every morning, which is uh, good. Then you get on the back of a truck and they drive you out into the middle of the bush. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the jungle, but it's not a desert either. Um, but you go out and then you see different animals and stuff. Now, so we were staying at this place called Perini Cheetah Camp. 
Um, didn't see a single cheater. <laughs> Although apparently they're out there, but obviously it depends on when you go out there and what you see. But I do think if you call it your camp cheater camp, <laughs> there should be an abundance of them. Like enough so that you definitely see a cheater. But there we are anyway. To be fair, like I've seen elephants, giraffes, wildebeest, hyenas. Saw a bunch of hyenas just eating this wildebeest skull. Um, that was before we even got to the camp. It was brilliant. Um, giraffes, loads of giraffes, loads of baby giraffes, baby elephants, crocodiles, hippos. It's all going on, mate. Um, <laughs> there was a bit where the guide was like, oh, and they use all local guides, which are amazing. But there was this bit where the guide was like, oh, on your trip, you've seen, uh, you've seen over, I think it was like 70 um, different species. And I was like, have we? And he's like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, a lot of those are birds. I was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not fucking counting the birds, mate. I'm not here to count birds. I'm here for the biggies. Um, but, yeah, there was a morning where we basically had been told via the ancient art of text messages that there was lions at, in one bit of the thing so we could go find the lions. So we went and found them. Drove, like, like really close to them. Like, way, way too close, I thought. Um but there was this a lady lion and a man lion like just lying down and it was mating season as well so the guy is basically just trying to fuck her constantly and a woman's having none of it because she's spotted some wildebeests uh, sort of maybe passing and going to pass by her so she starts like sort of like crouching down goes around our truck uses our truck for cover um, then like the lion comes over because she's like watching and basically like I'm going to kill one of these wildebeests or maybe more of them and the lion the man lion just sort of comes over he's like oh gosh so I was like licking her back and trying to have sex with her um, so I got me reacting to that right now because I filmed it uh, on the truck <laughs> Is it, that's really close to us. Oh. <laughs> Time and a place. It's like, dude, I'm trying to hunt these wildebeests. There we go. That's uh, that was the sound of me reacting to a lady lion not wanting to have sex because she's hunting um yeah it's it's been really really fun seen some good stuff um like animals biggie absolutely obviously there's quite a lot of them as well that i saw birds side um but in my next story when you come back later i'm going to tell you about some people how do we know he's in Kenya, apart from some obviously photoshopped pictures of him with some children who seem to like him, which is obviously photoshopped because they seem to like him? I know. I mean, I didn't want to point that out, but it's obviously photoshopped. The colouring's all off. Maybe we can <laughs> No, have no, it. no. They're black in Kenya. Oh. Yeah, it's, that's just that's how people look over there. Oh. Do you want to educate yourself before you speech in future? Yeah, can we before take... You, before you speech. Can we take a break? Yeah. yeah just for a okay. minute. So obviously Kenya's full of black people. <laughs> yes, and, and, uh, and Gav. I have written a creative response to some of the people who come into my pub. Is this another of Log's kind of uh, jet exhaust things to be like, here's all, all of the frustration I have to the people who come to my pub and they will never listen to this podcast. Let's do a feature. <laughs> Regular beat 
Good evening. Is this your first time at a harvester? It is my sad duty to inform you that it is not. I have had on several occasions the misfortune to ingest the offerings of this establishment. Offerings that, if they dared to call themselves humble, it would have been an understatement of outrageous vanity. Very good. Table for one, sir? I should expect so, yes. One doesn't talk in such florid, circumlocutory language without leading to your presence being resented as a waste of time that might better be spent trying to bifurcate your tongue with a sword. Follow me. I shall do as you ask, but know this. I am falling hopelessly in love with you as my vocal affectations bounce from your face, creating the very real impression to my astonishingly acute hearing that it is you currently talking. Talking, if I might say so, in the most profoundly intelligent fashion. Take a seat. I'll be back in a couple of minutes to take your drink order. Tarry a while. I have several queries as to the range, depth, scope, and girth of the comestibles currently on offer. Comestibles? Excuse me, sir! I hope that you are not alluding to my prior whimsy that my voice is reflecting from your face. By teasing me with a little mimicry? No, it's just the definition of uh, comestibles is items of food, and I'm offering you something from the drinks menu. Perhaps you'd like to order some imbibables? Well, that's not even a real word! Well, sir, it's, I mean, it's not a real word, but it does at least get across the meaning you were trying to convey without conflating the very distinct concepts of food and drink. Oh, you cheeky piece of shit! I'll conflate food and drink when I fire a fucking shotgun into your guts, your piss leaks onto your liver, and I jam it into my fucking face! I'm sorry, sir. I'm afraid that's a major fault. You failed the test. Oh, God. I am so sorry. I I just lost my temper. Oh, that wasn't the problem, sir. Pompous fucking assholes get angry all of the time. But you had several options open to you. You could have asserted your dominance as a customer, asked to see the manager, literally anything other than than threatening to shoot your waiter in the guts. Look, um, can I just take the test again? No, I'm afraid you'll have to wait a month before taking the pompous fucking asshole test again. It's the rules, and I wouldn't be a pompous fucking asshole if I didn't occasionally joke that my name is Hugh to the Line. One month later. Hello, sir, and welcome to the King Billy, a pub in Nottingham. Aha! Oh, to be presented with such a fine array of imbibables. Can I tempt you with anything? Oh, one can resist anything except temptation. (laughs) Who said that? That was Lord Byron, wasn't it? No, you silly young thing. It was me. I said it. I said it just then, with my own succulent sweet cherry lips. Good heavens, unless I am actually standing next to Lord Byron. Should I twirl around and sweep the room for Byron's? He was a local man to Nottingham, you know, so there's no geographical reason he shouldn't be here. Just the fact that the man is profoundly dead. He said it originally, I meant. Well, I'll thank you to answer questions you were asked, young pup. Same again, please. Oh, dear Lord, one cannot have the same again. Not unless one proposes to purge oneself into a pine glass and drink the regurgitated liquid. 
Perhaps that is your cup of tea. But I suspect that even despite your casual wear, you have not sunk so low as to resort to eating your own wet ejaculations. If one is going to be correct, as one should always strive to be, one should always ask not for the same, but similar. But then I might give him a different kind of beer with similar properties. Ha! What you're saying is for the birds. We must cling to tradition. Without tradition, there is but chaos. A decadent void, men in bouncing SUVs, tits with eyeball tattoos, a dog dragging its anarchic arsehole across history. Right, can I get a pint of snake bite, please? Snake eyes, please. Can I get a pint of snake eyes? Ooh, seats preserve us all. Where to begin? I beg your pardon? Well, first of all, of course he can get a pint of beer. There's no cut. Catastrophe or obstacle currently preventing this transaction. Whether you may have a pint of beer is in an entirely other debate, and one that is far more appropriate to the current situation. But saints alive on a Friday night, get! May you get! You may purchase, you may buy, you may invest in the acquisition, but no, no, you may not get! I don't know, the definition of get does seem to mean come to have something. And that does kind of cover the situation. Oh, it's Hollywood, you see. I watched a movie last week and there was a man and a woman involved in what I can only describe as a clinch. And they were talking about love or something equally frivolous and imprecise. And I just became infuriated. How does this further the interests of the Empire? I bellowed into my popcorn with such force that it blew back into my face, creating a real sense of annoyance. Congratulations! You've passed the test! Oh, thank God. Wonderful. So I'm finally a pompous fucking arsehole now. I can act like this all the fucking time. No matter how many people try to turn away from me and ignore me. I can just carry on talking, oblivious to the reactions of those around me. I can finally just ignore the fact that I'm always alone because I know that I'm right. Oh, there's been a bit of a mix-up. Um, You've just passed the unconscionable detrimental cunt test which means I've got to murder you for the overall good of society. Okay, sirrah, sirrah! <laughs> and um, that is a sketch with a punchline that, oh my God, fuck me. That's amazing. <laughs> I like it. It was it's very, very uh, old-fashioned. But, I mean, I'll probably put a machine gun in afterwards or something and just, just to brighten it up. Do it. I hope yeah. the readers get to hear you describing the sound effect that they've just heard. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the straw that broke the camel's back? People asking for the same drink again, because that seems weirdly specific. Is that um, something that's happened? Someone said, no, you can't have the same drink. Ugh. There are people who come into me pub who do get annoyed by people saying, same can again. I get? But the same again thing is weirdly pervasive, as in people will come to the bar and go, similar please. You're joking. And they must have been just trained by a previous barman or something, because... I am. Somebody said to them, you can't have the same again. You've already had that one. We live in an infinite world of infinite possibilities. Yeah, and I'm not saying, I don't know where you get this from. Where, since when did same mean absolutely identical? When did it become the three-lined equals sign? Yeah, you should it, just keep giving them something similar but different. So, so, oh, you want something similar, do you? Do you want a liquid? <laughs> exactly. Well, last time I think you had a pint of ale. This time you can have peach naps and lemonade. They're both liquids. It's in a glass. They, they're both liquids. They're both in a glass. They're both alcoholic. Yeah, so I think you've got no right to complain. Drink your liquids and go to bed. Well, that's pub time with Log. Do go into his pub. 
don't ask stupid things. I wonder what Gav is doing in Africa. I guess if we'd listened to the first audio clip he'd sent over, we'd know. But we haven't, and we won't. So maybe let's... I'm not going to listen to the episode, so I'll never hear it. I don't care. If he comes back and he tries to tell me about what he's been doing in Kenya, I'm just going to drop my headphones on the floor. Not your little fucking audio packages, mate. Do not want it. Do not want. But <laughs> let's listen to another little bit of whatever the fuck Gav is doing in Africa. I'm in Kenya. I'm in Kenya, baby. Ooh, yeah, Kenya. I'm in Kenya, Gav's in Kenya, baby, seeing things like lions and people and things. So this was before we went out to the bush. Um, we are actually on this island called Rasinga. And on this island, there's a little orphanage school um, that they took us to to meet all the kids and just, like, hang out with them. Um, and as we walked in, they started doing, like, all these different songs and stuff. They were just amazing. Um, but they, are, they were really funny kids. Uh, but as they started dancing and stuff like that, they would then come up and, like, grab one of you. So... As part of our group, there was like six journalists and a PR and like really awkward white people, like obviously not very good at dancing. And then these like really cool kids are like grabbing one of us at a time to like dance with us in front of everyone. Um, I actually recorded this is me <sighs> having to dance with it, and it's just the most awkward. It's like this little girl was maybe like I think she was like 12, but she was amazing at dancing. And I was fucking just idiot, it was so awkward. They were awesome as well. So loads of the kids had never seen tattoos, um, and obviously I got a couple on my on my arms and stuff. So like they came up and were just going crazy because like I've got like fish and cats and stuff that they can, and a bear, so stuff that they can actually recognise. Um, I've got an Ewok as well, which they kept calling a monkey. Um, but they were just going crazy for us. You can hear a little bit of that now. Yeah. Good job, guys. Oh, 
They were so cute though Like some of them were just But they were also Very very funny um, They were kind of like Making jokes at each other You could tell they were Taking the piss out of me Quite a lot um, And then t- taking the piss Out of each other as well uh, Which was really really good And then one of them Just brought over a baby And just handed me a baby And I was like Oh good luck after this now Have I? <laughs> good um, And then I was just Looking around There was no adults All the adults had gone In the classrooms I'm just holding this baby With all these kids around me And I was like uh, What the fuck Should I do with this baby man? Is this mine now? Do I own this baby? Oh, it was a well it wasn't a nightmare it was a fun nightmare to have anyway but the thing that I learned most and the thing that will stay with me always is that in Kenya they block pretty much all bongo sites on Wi-Fi's or even public Wi-Fi's like private Wi-Fi's uh, your own when like when you connect to I think I was on like Safari Net or something like that um which is like whatever tariff I was on or phone shit I couldn't get any bongo up at all Um, I thought well there's no one I'm calling about this because that's just be an awkward conversation and and I kind of tried to raise it with a group as as like a little joke I was like oh has anyone tried getting on any uh, bongo sites and people like don't know what you're talking about I was like okay that's enough of that don't worry that's fine but weirdly in um, when we got to Mombasa there's a channel on telly called Bongo. So as soon as you're going, I was like, oh, this is where all the Bongo's been hiding, on the telly. But it wasn't uh, It wasn't the Bongo that you and I know, unfortunately. It was a different kind of Bongo. So, yeah, that was my Kenyan adventure. Wow. <laughs> wow. Literally no time has passed since we said the last things. But anyway, I was going to write a feature about what, what things Gab could be doing. South Africa, because he could be doing anything, frankly. I like, I like anything that starts with, I was going to write a feature. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> but I didn't. So today my feature is, here's seven features I could have written about Gav being in South Africa. Seven? Seven, yeah. Seven makes it a feature. Yeah, so Gav promises to help build a school as a joke. <laughs> Or so he just gives him a book and says, here, I'll read that. I think he he promised to do it. And or he, he walks just on, like, puts a mortarboard and canes everyone <laughs> until then. I'm thinking it's more like he says he's going to be there to do it. And he has, like, you know, probably people walking for, like, hundreds of miles. And then they get there and he's just not there. He just doesn't turn up. Or he, he just gets enough film footage of him putting a brick on the floor and then cut to him outside a probably a British school, giving a thumbs up. <laughs> Gav. Well done, Gav. No, I think it's like he's done it to wind them up. And then and then, and then, then it's not until he tells us this story in a live podcast that we have to reveal to him that those Kenyan school children <laughs> were not bad people. Sorry. He's, he's, yeah. I didn't realise that you were saying that what he might be doing was a feature. Yeah. I thought you were just describing him being an intolerable piece of shit. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's a mixture of things here. The next one was I thought I could go down the route of the Lion King and you could have Gavfasa telling Simba, all that the light touches is susceptible to being fucked up by our questionable prank calls. Right, okay. The third feature I thought I could do <laughs> was Gav fixes racism by winding up the owner of a Cape Town Facebook fan page. Right. I just imagine that he's fixed racism by, you know what, I went over there. And I was white. He did his bit. And they didn't hate me or attack me. So what I'm going, racism doesn't exist. He's got at least one photo so, proving that. So, so black people in my country, stop complaining. I've been to one of yours and nothing wrong happened. Exactly. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. It'd be absolutely awful. And, you know, I should reiterate that 
that photograph of him with those children wasn't photoshopped. I've made a mistake. The colours were, were fine. <laughs> yes, because we've established. So we've established. I was wrong on that. And you know what? You've learned. I've learned. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about call-out culture. I called you out, you learned and grew. I've grown an experience. You've grown an inside experience. Inside of me. <laughs> and it will blossom. Oh. Feature number four that I could have written is, Gav spends three weeks pretending to be an arms dealer for the Bants. He is subsequently killed by a semi-miffed warlord. I, I think that could happen. I think that would be dramatically brilliant. I mean, I obviously don't want Gav to die. No, I don't either, really. Not really. I, I just... Not, you know, not really. Not really. I don't either, really. Not really. Not really. I just worry that he's over there now fulfilling that, you know, that I just feel like fucking trope, the Welsh saviour. Mm, yeah. You know, some Welshman just turns up somewhere. Yeah. And like fixes another culture's problems. And it's like, oh, have you listened to Tom Jones? This will help. Yeah, yeah. And then Caris Matthews, yeah, just play with Castonia, whatever. Yeah. That's the two Welsh things that I've heard of. Super animals. Mannix. Mannix. Uh, Gorkies. I don't, I don't know them, but I like the first four. So that's pretty cultured. Uh, Blue Dots. I'm trying to name more because I, having a Welsh fucking boyfriend, Welsh, I've got yeah. to sh- show Willing here. Um, um, Aberystwyth. That, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a band name followed by other words. Well done, sir. Well done. Well done. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> Can I explain your joke to me? That, that was a band name. For, that with more syllables after it that made it into a Welsh town. It's good though, isn't it? Yeah. Aberystwyth was my favourite Welsh band. It's like a cracker joke. I like driving in my Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> She's a perfect tenby. <laughs> God, I've let on that I like the beautiful south. That's not cool. I like the beautiful south as well. Oh. I'm not cool either. Hey, well, and also I know the beautiful south are quite cool about you using their music because they're quite socialist. So let's just drop in some beautiful south right now. What a, a wonderful, legally short dose of <laughs> beautiful sound that was. Thank you to the socialists at the beautiful South for letting, probably letting us use that music to get us in the mood. Now we've got everyone in the mood. Here is the fifth feature that I could have written. Gav ups his game and goes all in on trying to scam strangers by actually becoming a Nigerian prince. I wouldn't put that past him at all. I reckon he just grow enough hair all over his face that he just looks like a hairy boy. <laughs> Okay, uh, number six. Gav gets into a mix-up with hotel staff after inquiring as to why the Wi-Fi won't let him watch Bongo and ends up being fully integrated into a Kenyan tribal orchestra, which is something that almost definitely doesn't exist, but let's just gloss over that and agree that I'm probably not racist. He has been complaining about the lack of Bongo, hasn't he? Yes, he has. <laughs> which, to be fair, is an issue. I couldn't believe it when I, I was in like the Middle East a bit not that long ago, and they then they can't you can't watch it there either. It's I mean, like blocked. I mean that is astonishing. One thing, but the way we used to find it in the days of the internet before the internet was you just find porn in hedges, and they don't even have hedges over there. They don't, or if they do, then it's using a lot of irrigation. They probably just took a little bit of took a Mayfair into the insides of a cactus, and that that's your lot. Gav goes on a safari, and because he's got a beard and tattoos and sunglasses and shit. They presume he's the protagonist of a violent Ubisoft game. And subsequently, he kills three men just out of politeness. And it turns out I can, I have unlocked the skill where you can jump down off a building and kill someone. It's just British. It's just being British. I reckon I wouldn't need to unlock jumping off a building and killing someone on a skill tree before I could do it. Even using my own body weight. I think the thing is you could do that, but you might quite severely hurt yourself in the process. And if you're fine with that, then Yeah, and also... No, I mean, I'd probably just land in front of them so that they'd just look really bemused. And you're dead. I think I'd have enough energy to go, oh, fucking hell, before I died. 
Well, that's the standard thing that happens before you've unlocked it in the skill tree. <laughs> then, yeah. then you just sort of like kill someone, get up and walk off, grinning. Fucking Nora. Beaming. Oh, fucking Nora. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I liked my legs. Why is Gav in Kenya again? I don't know why Gav's in Kenya. No one knows. Admittedly, as his close friends who see him every week to record a podcast, any one of us could have asked him. Presumably Joe knows because they're like the same person. And then Steve, maybe he knows because he's a better friend, but we don't know. Yeah, and clearly we're the, we're the outsiders on this podcast now, aren't we? We are. Bunkering together under this stairwell. <laughs> like little Harry Potters waiting for our owls. Yeah, occasionally popping out and trying to find crushed pieces of cocktail sausage for sustenance and I hope that some of our friends in the podcast will just come by and tell us what the fuck is going on. Check all the shoes on the shoe rack. There might be some sausage in there some might of the heels. Be. I mean, there probably will be. In this house, he's in here often enough. I'm hungry. I'm hungry as well. But we can't have dinner until Gav gets back from Kenya. You know the rules. Oh. Well, hopefully Gav will be back from Kenya soon, because I miss him. He hasn't been here for a while, has he? No. Oh, I sorry. I tapped the cable with my, my vodka glass. It's a mug. You're drinking a mug of vodka log. Yeah, well, your glasses aren't fucking big enough, mate. You need to sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Regular Features podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast... Oh, you're going to do the Steve bit, are you? I guess I have to. Yeah. Steve's not here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'm Steve, then you can do a bunch of things. You can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and maybe give us like a pound an episode or something if it brings you a pound worth of joy. That's like the money, not the weight. I don't know what a pound of joy is in your world. Maybe it's cake. Maybe it's sex toys. I don't judge. Otherwise, we've got more live shows coming up. 250 sold out faster than a... Hot cake concert. Hot cake concerts. Unbelievable. Hot cakes move fast, but hot cake concerts, they're stuck on the stage. They can't move fast. Yeah, but they sell out quickly. They run around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. The 250 sold out. And if you weren't a Patreon, you lost out on the chance to be there because it sold out faster than a hot cake concert. Blinking. (laughs) Blink 182 and hot cakes performing on a double bill. Blink 182 can support the hot cakes. (laughs) I will not have them being presumed to be better than any form of cake. Wow. They're fine, but they're not better than any cake. If you say, like, would you like to listen to a song by Blink 182 or you can put any kind of cake. The universe is collapsing now where we have to compare bands to desserts. (laughs) I'm sorry. The only cake that isn't, the only cake that's not as good is a urinal cake. I said it. All right? Anyway. <laughs> what? Do you want to fight? Do you want to fight? I don't normally want to fight. But I'm quite feisty from my feature. And yes, fuck you. Urinal cakes are the best. All right. Well, we're going to have a fight. So thanks very much for listening. Me and Log are going to no. tune off now. We're going to have a fight. Thank you for listening. No. Thank, no, thank, thank you for listening. Thank you. No, thank you, mate. Oh, thanks. Okay, cool. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye.